But oh my gosh, we all day, the whole day when we got back, and I think even for like a few days after, all we did was say, what's a girl to do to everything? Because we just thought it was so funny. excited it's literally not even funny I cannot tell you how long I have wanted to start a podcast I always imagined myself starting a podcast but never alone um so this is a bit scary and intimidating I can't lie but oh my gosh am I excited so hello everyone hello to all of my listeners welcome to what's a girl to do podcast my name is Katie and I'm going to be leading you on this journey oh my gosh I (laughs) I'm literally just sitting here like in my living room baffled right now at the fact that I'm doing this I have been advertising the absolute shit out of it and I was like well, <laughs> there's no turning back now. So here we go. And I literally cannot wait. So, wow, I'm just like, I don't even know what to say besides hello. Why don't I just tell you a little bit about myself and then we'll jump into what the podcast is about because you're probably thinking right now, who the heck is this girl? She's been telling everyone to listen to this podcast. <laughs> what is it? Who is she? Where did she come from? Well, I am here to tell you. So, again, my name is Katie. And I am going to be your host of What's the Girl to Do podcast. So a little bit about me. I am a Pennsylvania native. I have lived in Pennsylvania for most of my life. But, you know, when it came time for college, I was like, got to get out of PA. Love you, PA, but time to say goodbye to you, at least for a little. So I went to college out of state. Um, I graduated a couple years ago, and I got my Bachelor of Fine Arts in acting. So yes, I was that theater kid. You know... I really had dreamed for a long time. I'm like, Broadway, movies, TV shows. And I I can't lie to you. That is still absolutely, absolutely a huge goal of mine. So if y'all know anyone, uh, hit me up. No, I'm just kidding, but not really. But, you know, there were so many. I'm, I'm one of those people. I'm like a big dreamer, right? I have, I have so many things I want to do. Acting and performing has always been my passion, but there are just so many other things I want to do. I'm like want to start a podcast I tried YouTube for a while I you know wanted to work on a cruise ship I wanted to try to be a princess at Disney World I'd wanted to do literally all of these things and I was like how am I supposed to get this all done before I'm like 30 (laughs) and then I realized I'm like well I can do all of this I guess whenever I want except for the whole Disney princess thing yeah you gotta look pretty young for that one so I was like what do I do so I graduated college was working uh, for a company for a little while that I really enjoyed, but I was like, okay, (laughs) I got to do something I really want to do. I'm young. I'm back at home with my parents. And I was like, you know what? I know exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to work on a cruise ship. So I applied for a bunch of cruise lines. I did have a top pick. I heard back from them, got an interview, on the spot got a job, and I was like, this is going to be my life. I am so excited. And Oh my gosh, it was an absolutely amazing experience. I was a host, I sang. Honestly, when you work on a cruise ship, you do like everything. I would absolutely love to do an episode on what cruise life is like. I mean, especially for a podcast like this, honestly, I would love to talk about what it was like dating and meeting people on the ship and partying with everyone that you worked with and lived with. I mean, it. let's just say... <laughs> It was crazy. So I would absolutely love to talk about something like that if you guys were interested. That would be super fun. 
back to about me. So basically, you know, I was like, what do I do? And it was just the perfect time. I was single. I was at home with my parents. <laughs> Love ya, but they were driving me crazy. So I was like, I need to get out of here. You know, had no ties to Pennsylvania, nothing holding me down. And I was like, let's just do it. Within a few months, I was off. And I was off to my contract, working on a ship. Got to travel around so many amazing islands. I met so many amazing people. And that was honestly an experience that I will never forget. I went into this thinking, this is like going to be at least a forever career, forever young career while I'm young. You know, I was like, I want to be a cruise director. I want to do all of these amazing things. Oh, gosh, it was I was just like, this is it. Like I had this calling. This is what I was going to do. And you probably already know where this is heading. But unfortunately, yeah, the world kind of shut down. So I was actually already coming home from my contract because my ship was going into dry dock. If you guys don't know what that means, basically that just means, you know, the ship was kind of getting a revamp, new lounges, reupholstering, things like that. So luckily I got, I was going home, when was it? March 2nd. So I got home right before the world pretty much exploded with what our regular life is now. And obviously we're still living in this crazy world and everything that's going on in it. But so I was pretty lucky that I got sent home at that time. I was supposed to go back in a month after the ship was done in dry dock. But I was thinking for a while, okay, this is going to be over really soon, right? (laughs) Yeah, you're all probably saying, "Mm mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're listening, like, Oh, yeah, that's what you thought. I mean, I think we all thought that, though. So I was at home, and I was thinking to myself, what? Oh, my God, what am am I going to do? My (laughs) cruise life got cut short. I mean, technically, I didn't get fired or anything. None of us got fired. But, I mean, it's just the uncertainty of when we're going to start cruises again, when we're all going to get our jobs back and things like that. I mean, for a lot of people, I mean, I know that was my main source of income, obviously. Like, that was my job, but... I know for most of the people who had been doing it for years, it, it was their livelihood. Like literally they would send money home to their family. So it was just really sad and really heartbreaking for definitely everyone in the cruise industry. But so I was at home and I basically did nothing for months. Absolutely nothing for months. I don't know if it's just me, but I feel like I was totally living in denial thinking, okay, next month we'll go back and the next month we'll go back and then ne- next month I'll be back on the ship. Well, <laughs> Clearly, I'm not on the ship. So after that, you know, I was moping around, you know, all my friends were working from home and I was doing absolutely nothing. And my mom was like, you need to get a job. Like, come on. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, you're right. I do. I have these student loans I need to pay off. I'm running out of all the money I saved on the ship. I was like, you're right. Right now I am working a job, like a daytime job. I actually really love it. I don't think it's a forever job. But right now, it's good. I love everyone I work with. I enjoy going to work every day. I work in like a fun atmosphere. And I live with my best friend. So you know what? Oh, and duh, I cannot forget about my beautiful baby kitten. Her name's Maggie. Magnolia. Maggie for short, by the way. And you know, life is pretty good right now. Not too much to complain about. uh, But that's me. So I hope that gave you a little insight to who I am and who you're listening to and possibly what you can expect from me in the future. So let's talk about what the podcast is, what it's going to be about, what we're going to be talking about, why I decided to start it, the inspiration behind it, all of that. But like I said in the beginning, I've always wanted to start a podcast. I wanted to start a podcast before, honestly, like I even knew many people who listened to them. I mean, I didn't really listen to podcasts until my later years in college, I think I actually started listening to podcasts when I had a professor one time tell us, you need to listen to the first two episodes of this podcast 
for an assignment. You'll like it though, I promise. And then I was absolutely hooked on it. So I think that's when I started. But like I said, I always wanted to start one with a friend. I didn't really know what I wanted it to be about. Me and my one friend, I guess my two friends, we would sit down and like on our phones record a podcast and basically talk about nonsense because we had no direction and didn't know what we wanted to talk about, didn't know what we wanted the podcast to be about. But it wasn't until all of my friends have told me all of the time, friends, family, that I give amazing advice. Now, not to toot my own horn, but yes, this is going to be an advice an advice podcast. But, you know, I literally was getting my nails done tonight and I was talking about a guy and the girl next to me was so intrigued by all of the things I was saying and she literally asked me advice on her situation and I gave it to her and she was literally like, oh my God, I've never gotten such good advice and I was fitting for the fact that I was going to record this first episode tonight. But basically, just all of my friends all the time are telling me you give this great advice. I just kind of thought to myself, you know what? Why not give advice to everyone else? Why not share with the world what I have to think? So that's what I want this to be. I kind of want it to feel like an advice column. When I was coming up with concepts and ideas for the podcast, I thought of something that has been around for years and years and years. I was very inspired by Dear Abby. Now, if you don't know what Dear Abby is, Dear Abby is an American advice column founded in 1956 by Pauline Phillips under the pen name Abigail Van Burn and carried on today by her daughter Janine Phillips, who now owns the legal rights to the pen name. So basically, back in the day, and I guess still today, what people would do was they would write in their questions and say, you know, Dear Abby, I'm having this problem, stress about this, blah, 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 from, or like sincerely, stressed and she would write back in the column in the newspaper and say hi stressed and then give advice on what they should do so I was really inspired by that I mean that's been around for so long but I was like I kind of want that I kind of that's kind of what I want this to feel like is an advice column how it would be formatted is I'm going to talk about a topic for the first bit just a little bit in the beginning, kind of about what the questions are going to be. So I'm really excited for you all to send in your questions because the goal would be that the questions would be geared towards what the episode is about. So I'll talk about a topic in the beginning. I have so many ready. I'm super excited. And then for the majority of the episode, I want to be reading your questions and responding to them and giving you guys advice. Now, I just feel like I need to put this out here. Disclaimer, I am in no way a professional I do not have a degree. I'm not a licensed therapist. I am me who <laughs> went to school for theater and I'm sitting in my living room talking to you. So my advice may not totally resonate with you if you write into me and I answer your question and then you ask your friends the same thing. They might say something totally different and you might take their advice. You might take your own advice or you could take mine. You know, it's all really up to interpretation, but I would absolutely love to help you in any way if I can. One of the best things I think about this or a Dear Abby type format is that I don't know you. And I know sometimes with advice, I guess it is good to know someone, but also it's good because I'm giving you a completely unbiased opinion. If I don't know you, if I don't know the person you're dealing with or the situation you're dealing with, I can give you a complete outsider's advice to the situation. So I think that's actually a really good thing versus, you know, if you would talk to your friend or something about maybe problems with a guy they're probably gonna be on your side no matter what because I know like my friends are like that you know if I have an issue with a guy it's like screw him you're the best well thank you I appreciate that but when I'm being a bitch I would kind of like someone to call me out on it you know what I mean 
So I really want you guys to feel comfortable writing into me. I want to feel like a friend of yours. I want this to literally feel like you're just talking on the phone to your friend and saying, oh my gosh, what do I do? Or what's a girl to do? I just want this to be a comfortable space. I don't really want to say safe space, but I want this to feel comfortable. I want you to feel comfortable reaching out to me and writing to me and feel comfortable with probably the advice I'm going to give you. This is a no toxic zone. (laughs) This is I'm going to be giving you the most healthy advice that I can possibly think of. But another reason I think this is good because I am a very tell you like it is person. So I want every episode to feel like a warm hug and a slap in the face. Like I am going to tell you my honest, honest opinion and give you my honest advice. I am not here to sugarcoat. I will tell you honestly how I feel. And I think that's good. You know, so many, I know I have friends like that who are just like I was saying before, always on my side will tell me what I want to hear. But the things that you don't want to hear, even though they might initially hurt, are always the best things in the end. You'll look back on those things more than the sugar-coated things. You'll look back and appreciate the honesty that someone was giving you. Because one day you'll wake up, (laughs) it'll hit you, and you'll be like, shit, they were right. So with that being said, I absolutely cannot wait for you all to write into me. I am like getting excited thinking about it. So yeah, the goal of this podcast is just for you guys to write in your burning questions that you want answered super bad, and I will be here to answer them. And I know, for me at least, in life, I've always wanted something like that. I've always wanted to write in and really have someone's opinion without knowing the situation, and there's not a lot of places that you can do that. I've always loved the thought of unbiased opinions when someone's not connected to the situation, but really, think about it. You know, in life, all we have to talk to are like our friends, our family maybe our co-workers, that's about it. But you know, they, they all, they're all also connected in some way. I wish that I had some form of this for myself. I can give myself advice, but it's always better hearing it from someone else. So I'm so excited for this. I can't even tell you. And I hope you guys are excited as well because I think I honestly have some really good things up my sleeve and I can't wait to share with you guys. Now, despite the name, What's a Girl to Do podcast, anyone can write, anyone can listen. I do not care who you are, where you're from. I will read your question and I will answer it as honestly and as well as I can. So this really is a podcast for everyone. Now, speaking of the name, (laughs) since we're on the topic, I do have a story about how the name came to be, and I'd like to share that with you all. So get ready. (laughs) So when I was working on the ship, our ship was docked out of Port Canaveral, Florida. Now, not to offend anyone who may be listening who's from Port Canaveral, Florida, but I mean, if you are from there, I'm sure you know. There's not really much to do there. I think probably the most exciting things to do in Port Canaveral are go on a cruise ship or go to the NASA Space Museum. I think I, I think that's about it. <laughs> so between every cruise, we would have a few hours off to kill. So in the morning, we would do debark, which is debarkation, which means the guests from that previous crews are getting off of the ship and right after that it would be embarkation so that means the new guests for the new crews are going to be getting on the ship now I had to work debarkation a lot but I did not have to work embarkation so those few hours I could get off the ship I could go to Target I could go do whatever I wanted for those few hours before I had to work when we were beginning to sail away so one day my dear friend Jill I'll give her a shout out hey Jill she's from Scotland 
even have matching tattoos. Super cute. Of an anchor. How original. I know. <laughs> One day she really wanted to go to Olive Garden. I don't know. Maybe you guys know. I probably should have looked this up. I don't know if Olive Gardens are only in the US or they have them on their places. I don't know. But for some reason, I just know that all of my friends that weren't American always wanted to go to Olive Garden. And you know what? All I have to say to that is when you are in the middle of the ocean for a few months and haven't really gone to that many restaurants at all, let me just tell you, those breadsticks slap. They are amazing. <laughs> so I was I was all for it. I was like, hell yes, we're going to Olive Garden. So we Ubered there. And like I said, we had a few hours to kill. And we we're like, you know what? We're going to get some cocktails. We're going to get a lot of cocktails. We're going to have a day before we have to work. So we're eating our breadsticks. We're having some cocktails. We're, we're probably, uh, you know, pretty, pretty tipsy at this point. And we were just talking about the night that we had before. You know, we went to crew bar. We were partying. And we were both involved with these two separate guys and didn't even realize that the night before we had had very similar experiences in separate cabins. So these were guys we liked but weren't really looking to get super involved with. So we didn't really want to hook up with them. I mean, like, we did. <laughs> <laughs> but like I said, we didn't really want to get that involved with them. So we were like, mm, we're not going to hook up with them because we don't want to give them the wrong idea, etc. But we're telling each other about our night and we both are like, you know, I, I didn't want to hook up. I didn't want to hook up. I mean, like in the back of my head, I did. But like, I didn't want to hook up. But you know, when the hands start wondering, I mean, what's a girl to do? So... <laughs> So that's what Jill said. She was like, what's a girl to do? I mean, imagine that in her thick Scottish accent. And we were, I want to say, at least three or four cocktails deep, eating some breadsticks, some soup and salad, and we are just dying laughing. I know on your end, it probably doesn't sound that funny. But oh my gosh, we all day, the whole day when we got back, and I think even for like a few days after, all we did was say, what's a girl to do to everything? Because we just thought it was so funny. We probably annoyed um, our team on the ship from saying it so much, but we loved it. It was like our inside joke. And I just thought, what an amazing name for an advice podcast. Like how fitting. What's a girl to do? Well, I'll tell you. And that's why I'm here. So that's how it got its name. So by now you're probably thinking, okay, we know you. We know what the podcast is about. Getting excited. But Katie, wait, did you not say that this was an advice podcast? So like, I know none of us have written questions in yet, but are we not going to be getting any advice? <laughs> oh, you just wait. <laughs> I have some great advice for you in store. Now, I was recently on my friend's podcast, Bryce and Sam. I'll give them a quick shout out. It's called Shame on Us. It's a podcast about bracing all imperfections. You can listen to it anywhere you can listen to my podcast on all streaming platforms. But I was recently on their podcast and we talked about a lot of things. We talked about ship life, dating, our dreams, goals. But also one of the things that my friend Bryce had told me, she said, I've always admired how you just don't care about what people think of you. And we both talked about it and we thought it'd be really fun to come up with five steps on how not to give a fuck about what people think of you. So that's what I did. And you know, it took me a long time to come up with these five steps because I had to really think about why don't I care what people think? You know, that's such a big thing. So many people care about what other people think. I know most of my friends really care about what other people think of them and I just don't. So I had to like dive deep and think, 
why don't I care? Why does everyone else do and I don't? And I thought about it for a while and I did come up with the five steps and I thought for a while, you know, I guess I'm just programmed not to care. I guess I'm just programmed literally not to give a fuck. I don't know if anyone can relate to this, but I learned by thinking about it that that's absolutely not true. I gave a fuck for a long time. (laughs) Probably way longer than I'd like to admit. And I don't know if for a while I just completely like blocked it out of my brain or what. But honey, it came back to me so quick (laughs) once it got in my brain. I realized that in high school, there was a few people who didn't like me. And I don't know why, but for some reason, I was always people I didn't know very well. And that always really got to me when I was in high school. So I was very like angsty. And instead of being upset about it, which I was (laughs) internally, but on the outside, I wanted to show this like tough exterior. And I, instead of saying, well, I don't care what someone thinks about me, I'd be like, ah, fuck them. I don't like them. Screw them. They suck anyways. You know, which... (laughs) And the long run isn't necessarily healthy, and I was very angsty for a while, and I definitely, I think, suppressed all of my feelings. And I'm still a little unsure if just from that, like, angst, I have just naturally trained my brain not to care, but I do know, pretty much, I would say, since I was in college, I genuinely just didn't care what people thought about me. And I'm very proud of that, but probably not so proud of how I got there. So what I'm hoping is that I can offer you guys five tips on how to healthily not give a fuck about what people think of you. (laughs) So I present to you all five steps on how not to give a fuck. All right, let's just dive right in. So number one, sometimes you aren't everyone's cup of tea and you have to be okay with that. Now I know that is really hard to hear for a lot of people, but think about it. Trust me, just close your eyes and picture one person that you do not like. Now, this can be a celebrity, like a singer, the Kardashians. (laughs) This can be a politician, your neighbor who stomps around at 2 a.m. This can be a coworker, a boss, anyone. There is somebody out there in the world that maybe you don't hate them, but you're not fond of. So you honestly have to think about it like that. There's someone you don't like out there in the world, and there's someone out there who probably doesn't like you. Now, whether or not they have a good reason for that, I don't know. But you have to accept that. So one of my favorite quotes, I don't know if I have any Real Housewives fans out there, but this is a quote from Real Housewives of New York, uh, Ramona Singer. She says, I'm an acquired taste. If you don't like me, acquire some taste. That has been one of my favorite quotes for I don't even know how many years. Like I've had that written on my notes app in my phone for so long because I just love it. Like I don't know. It's like I'm good taste, you know, if you don't like me, well maybe you should get some. (laughs) But the thing about it though that is so true is that everyone is an acquired taste. And going into that, I have another example. Now this may be shocking for a few. (laughs) But my favorite alcohols are tequila and gin. Yes, I know. I know. Some of you are probably gagging right now. I get it. But those are my two favorite liquors. Like I will literally drink tequila and gin all night and wake up with no hangover. I love them. I like the taste of them. I will do shots of them straight. I don't even care. But you know, I think to myself, well, I like it so much. Why do other people not like it? I don't get it. But the thing is, if someone doesn't like tequila or gin... They'll never like tequila and gin. They're not going to wake up one day and say, you know what? That tequila, that oof, that strong, toxic taste really just 
hit the spot. I think I'm going to have another sip today. Like, that's just not how it works. If someone doesn't like tequila and gin, they never will like it. If someone had one bad night in college with tequila, they will never drink it again. So think about it that way. You are an acquired taste just as tequila and gin is an acquired taste. Not everyone is going to like tequila and gin, and not everyone is going to like you, and that's just how it is. You can never force someone to like the same drinks as you do, so why on earth would you try to force someone to like you? Number two, as long as you know who you are, that's all that should matter. And I know this one seems really simple and really like, well, duh. Katie. (laughs) But sometimes just hearing it from someone else makes all the difference. So when I was on the cruise ship, you know, I'm a big anti-drama person. I love being on the outside of it, but boy, when I'm involved in it, I hate it. It stresses me out. It causes me so much anxiety. And I just, that is why I, I try my best to surround myself with so many positive people because I just cannot deal with drama. It's hard when you're on the ship and you're living with someone, working with them, partying with them, going out on excursions with them, eating with them, everything, and in such tight quarters down in the crew areas, there's bound to be a little bit of drama at some point. So my coworkers and I were having a bit of drama, and like I kind of said in the beginning, I'm kind of a tell-it-how-it-is person, and I'm not going to back down, and I never mean to be mean to anyone or hurt anyone, but you know, Sometimes you're just over that shit when there's drama going on. So I was super stressed about the day and I sat down, you know, I was I had a drink in my hand. I'm sitting with my friend and I was telling him about what happened and I was just like, I don't want everyone to think I'm a bitch. And he said to me something so simple, but stuck with me. Well, do you think you're a bitch? He said. And I said, well, no, I don't think I'm a bitch. He said, fine, then you're not a bitch. And I'm like, oh, wait, what? <laughs> and he's like, well, if you know you're not a bitch, then you're not a bitch. You're, you're the only one who knows you. If you know who you are, then who cares what other people think? You know that you're not a bitch. If they think that you're a bitch, let them. They don't know the true you then. And that is just something that really, really resonated with me. That stuck with me and it's something I still think about all the time. So as long as you know who you are, it really shouldn't matter what other people think. And I know that's a hard one. Let that one resonate with you because I think you'll come to find then that that actually makes a big difference when you're thinking about how someone thinks of you. Number three. Now, this is my absolute favorite. This is my favorite advice I have ever given out, honestly, in my whole life, to anyone, no matter who it is, about any situation. And the best thing about this one is, honestly, you can apply it to almost every single situation. And this is, does this person serve you? If so, what? Do they make you happy? Do they uplift you? Do they care about you? If no, if they don't do any of those things, then why do you care about what they think? If someone serves you in a negative way, just makes you anxious and stressed, and they're just living rent-free in your head, then you need to get rid of them. Now, I don't mean blocking them from social media or cutting them completely out of your life, but you at least need to separate yourself from that person or that situation. Because if it's serving you in a negative way, that is not good. You need to eliminate the things in your life that are serving you in a negative way. Now this one's super hard, especially if you know you need to end a toxic friendship, a toxic relationship, but you've known that person for years and you love them and you have so many amazing memories with them, but you just know they're toxic. I know it's absolutely easier said than done, but the people that you should surround yourself with or the types of situations that you're getting in that you need to surround yourself with should be 
positive. They should serve you in a positive way and make you happy about yourself, make you happy about the life decisions you're making and the path that you're on. They should not be serving you in a negative way. On the flip side of that, if something doesn't serve you at all, And then why would you care? So for example, I have a friend, you know, when me and my friends get together, we're, you know, we're a little bit weird. <laughs> and sometimes we'll do out-of-pocket things maybe in public and do something kind of weird. And I always have this one friend who's like, no, 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 I can't do that. People are going to think we're weird. Like, stop. But the thing is, is if you're walking by someone on a bench, let's call him Joe, and you do something weird in front of Joe, and you don't even know Joe, <laughs> and Joe doesn't even know you, He's serving you absolutely nothing. He doesn't serve you negatively. He doesn't serve you positively. He does not serve you at all. So why would you care about what Joe on the bench thinks of you? So basically to wrap up everything about that is if that person does not serve you in a positive way, there's absolutely no reason that you should care about what they think. Number four, don't be fake be genuine. This is a big pet peeve of mine because I know a lot of people who will talk shit behind someone's back and then that person that they were just talking shit on will post like a selfie on Instagram and then they'll go and comment, cute girly, how gorgeous or what a babe. And I'm just thinking in my head like, you were just talking shit on them. (laughs) That, That doesn't seem to make sense, but I know so many people who do that. And you're probably thinking, okay, well, how does this relate at all to how not to give a fuck about what people think of you? Well, this relates because don't just do something because you want a person to like you. You want a person to view you a certain way. Only do it if you actually genuinely want to or mean it. For example, if you, let's say, work with someone you don't like. Yeah, of course you want to look like a nice person. You always want to look like the bigger person. You know, if you've gotten into an argument with someone or they just don't like you for some reason. You always want people to like you. I mean, that's that's a human human thing. A human want. You, you want to be liked. I want to be liked. But instead of that coworker that you don't like walking in and saying, oh my god, hey girl, love the outfit. No, no, no. <laughs> Let's rewind. There's a difference between being genuine and fake. So instead of saying, oh, cute outfit, coworker walks in, hey, how are you today? There's a difference between being nice and being fake. Just because you don't like that person doesn't mean you need to be mean in any way, but you don't need to go out of your way to be overly nice and fake just because you want them to think that you're a good person and you want them to like you. Odds are, if you guys don't like each other, you're probably never going to. Another example would be if there's somebody out there that you know is kind of toxic, you're not really fond of, you're trying to separate yourself from, but you still want them to like you. You still want to look like a good person and a bigger person. You still want them to like you, no matter your feelings towards them. And you reach out to them, for example, and say, happy birthday or Merry Christmas or happy holidays. Don't text them that unless you actually mean it. Don't text someone happy birthday just because you want to stay on their good side and you want to look like the bigger person. Only text them if you actually genuinely mean it. And to be honest, I think that has been very helpful to me in so many ways because you can still be kind and compassionate and nice to a person, but you don't need to go out of your way to pretend to act like something or be something or say something that you're not. Now, number five, I cannot lie to you, it's a bit hippy-dippy, but it's one of honestly the best things that I have personally done 
one of the best things for my mental health, and this is to manifest and meditate. Now, this may not resonate with a lot of you, but for those that it does, great, because this has helped me so much. Like I was saying, in those few months that I wasn't doing anything, I wasn't working, I was barely seeing my friends because we were in quarantine, I was really struggling with my identity, who I was, what I wanted. Did I love myself? Did I even like the person I was becoming? And something I really got into was manifesting and meditating. And to manifest and meditate, it is so simple. It's way simpler than I thought. And no, I don't mean manifest like the TikTok trend everyone's manifesting these days. And I don't mean meditating like sitting there crisscross applesauce with your eyes closed going, um, no, that's not what I mean. (laughs) Things like this are so easy. You can write affirmations. You can say affirmations. You can journal. One of my favorite affirmations that I still to this day say every single day, I wake up and say to myself, I am worthy of the love I desire. And you know, when you wake up and start your day with that kind of positivity, it really does change your outlook on things. And when you say something like that to yourself every single day, guess what? (laughs) You start to believe it. You wake up not saying to yourself, I'm worthy of the love I desire. You wake up believing it. Journaling is another great way to help with things like that. It can be so simple if you are trying to get a promotion at work or something like that. You can write in your journal before you go to bed. Dear universe, thank you so much for giving me that promotion today. I worked so hard for it. I deserve it. I am worthy of that promotion. Getting this promotion makes me feel so happy. It brings me so much joy. Thank you for the financial benefit, for believing in me. I know you got my back. Love, so-and-so. You know, if you're not happy with yourself, well then, meditate on it and manifest the life that you want manifest the person that you want to be because once you start telling yourself who you are and who you desire to be you will start to become that person you will start to feel more positively about yourself because one of the biggest reasons that we want people to like us so much I think anyways this is totally my opinion but Probably because we're all a little bit insecure that there are reasons that people wouldn't like us. But if you spend time alone with yourself and truly get to know you and the person that you are and truly deeply love yourself, it absolutely, absolutely will not matter what anybody else thinks about you. When you are truly secure and comfortable and in love with yourself and know who you are deep down, you will not care what anyone else around you thinks because you love yourself, you know who you are, you have manifested the person you desire to be. You love yourself and you will not care about what others think of you. And I promise you that. I would absolutely love to do an entire episode on meditating and manifesting if you guys would be interested in something like that. Each one of these steps, I could honestly do an entire episode on. So please let me know if you guys would be interested in any of these steps, talking about them more in depth, because I would literally love to do that. So let me know if you guys would be interested in something like that. But those are my five steps on how not to give a fuck about what people think of you. So that's it, guys. Those were my five steps. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed them and I hope some resonated with you. If not, 
that's okay. I'll be here next week. Hopefully something then will resonate with you. But at least for now, just let it sit with you, let it rest, and hopefully it will resonate with you. All right, guys. Well, I think that's about it for this episode. I'm so excited. I already have next week's episode completely planned out. I absolutely cannot wait to read all of your questions and pick out the ones for the episode. Oh, I'm just so excited. All right, you know what time it is. Where the heck do I listen? Where do I write in? When are you going to be posting, Katie? Well, I have all the information for you. First of all, What's a Girl to Do podcast is available on all streaming platforms. Anywhere you can listen to a podcast, What's a Girl to Do will be there. New episodes will be released every single Tuesday. Now remember, you can write in anything you want to me. The questions can be on any topic and I will have an answer for you. And just so you know, all of these questions will be read anonymously. If you would like to put your name in, I can absolutely read it out. But other than that, I will be reading all of the questions anonymously. Remember, I want this to be a comfortable space. Like I'm like I'm your BFF, so I'm not going to expose you like that. Are you serious? They will all be read anonymously. Do not worry. There are multiple ways that you can write into me. You can DM me on Instagram at what's a girl to do pot. Just DM me and I'll respond back to you. You can also email me at what's a girl to do pod at gmail.com. And also super exciting, there is a TikTok account for the podcast. So go ahead and follow the TikTok at What's a Girl to Do Podcast, the Instagram at What's a Girl to Do Pod. And you can write in your questions on any of those platforms, or you can send your question to What's a Girl to Do Pod at gmail.com. Now, for a little self plugging, you can follow me on all social media platforms. And when I say all, I mean all social media platforms at Katie Vuju13. That is K A T I E. V as in Victor, U-G-U-13, Katie Vujoo 13. I hope to see you guys there. Oh my gosh, we're at the end of the episode. I can't even believe it. I just recorded my first podcast. Oh my gosh. All right, guys, well, you know what to do. Share What's a Girl to Do podcast with everyone you know, all of your friends. Follow What's a Girl to Do podcast on all social media platforms. Give it a like, give it a rating, give it a comment, and I cannot wait to talk to you guys next week. I am so absolutely excited to start this journey with you. My name has been Katie. I'm your new best friend and I'm Audi. I'll see you guys next week. Bye.